0: Excitement and joy, but of horror and pain, as unwelcomed flesh divided their souls. These were our women, and we could not help them. Wails and cries intensified during the night. We were shrouded in darkness. This was not like our nights, with brilliant stars so close you could practically reach up and touch them. This was darkness so black, so complete. It swallowed us whole. We could see nothing. Even the body to which we were chained became invisible in the deep purple blackness. Above and below, feces, urine, menstrual blood, mucus, and death surrounded us, multiplying by the hour. The stench nauseated. Our only relief was to vomit. But then our bellies were emptied of the few nutrients it held. We begged death to come, and for some it came, for others not at all. We'd never summoned death before, never beckoned its power, its premature arrival, never desired its unwelcomed stay. Now, it was our only comrade, our one trusted confidant. So it joined us, death did, on this journey across the seas, and carried us away whenever our spirits surrendered. Many learned to lay their lives without illness or accident into death's hands. They simply bowed their heads and died. We'd never seen such a thing. Even death was surprised. However, those of us whom death skipped over, the unfortunate ones, we lived. And each day we lived, we etched grooves, into to the planks upon which we lay, counting our days at sea. The evening and the morning were the first day. The next day, we woke to shouts and curses from captors, commanding us to open our mouths for daily victuals. Most did not hesitate. Our hunger had not been satisfied since we'd left our villages. Their food was strange and distasteful yet we swallowed it still, hoping only to survive. Its taste revealed its contents. Beans, flour, cornmeal, water. Mere mush. Some vomited as soon as it was received. Some swallowed just enough to stay alive. Some wouldn't take it at all. Starvation was their weapon, and they fought valiantly. A few spat mush back into captors' faces. They were killed on the spot, and that's precisely what they'd wanted. Immediate death that gave no joy to the murderer. As for the rest of us, we swallowed what we could and prayed that wherever we were going, it would be a land of plenty. If we'd known then what we know now, all of us might have refused food and succumbed to death's invitation. But we didn't know. The remainder of the day we lay in abject misery. Tossed to and fro, our backs were rubbed raw. The slightest movement caused immeasurable pain. Many suffered sickness of motion. Some went out of their minds. Some began to hate themselves for being unable to fight, for having given traitors the benefit of the doubt, for having ignored the signs of communal distress, for having killed men from other villages who were now family many shouted curses at a god who would allow such a calamity. They resolved to rid the world one day of the enemy, if they ever got free. Others lay motionless, no doubt staring in their minds at memories of home. Still others wailed. We wailed the names of our women above, whose screeches and pleadings drove us mad. We wailed for those who'd be dead by morning. We wailed for sons without fathers, fathers without families, families without communities, communities without elders, elders without children. We wailed from stench so horrendous it made us sick. We wailed to remind ourselves we still existed. Mostly we wailed because we didn't know what else to do. A few struggled in their chains until wrists and ankles were worn, bloody white flesh. Many squeezed their eyes shut,